The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to stop focusing on business problems and start focusing on the growth and leadership of your business. Welcome to The Business Edge with your host, Marsha Zeidel. Learn from savvy, street-smart entrepreneurs how to make the leap from running a stressful business that's always putting out fires to leading a successful company that is innovative, productive, profitable. Now, here's Marsha Zeidel. Welcome to The Business Edge, giving street-smart advice to entrepreneurs and business leaders and how to take their company, firm, or organization to that next level with less stress and more success. In other words, how to create and grow great businesses that matter, those that do well and do good. I'm Marcia Zeidel, the Smart Moves Coach and Speaker, helping entrepreneurial ventures and small to medium-sized companies build the leadership and talent to move from innovative startup to productive scale-up to profitable enterprise. My motto is, if you do what you've always did, you will get what you always got. Therefore, move outside your comfort zone. That's where the magic happens. So let's start right now to bring some magic to your leadership and business. Today's program is a second-generation family business, lessons learned and learning. Did you know family-owned businesses account for nearly 90% of U.S. businesses, some 5.5 million, and a third are headed by women? To say they are the foundation of our economy is an understatement. Often overlooked is the handoff from one generation to another, which can lead to success or disaster. My guests are second-generation family business owners of Prestige Maintenance USA, a national provider for janitorial and facilities maintenance. First is Rachel Sanchez, CEO who knows how to drive growth while maintaining excellent customer service and her company's world-class reputation. Her brother, Jason DeVerno, COO, is an accomplished facilities maintenance executive with more than 20 years and has experience in operations, industry compliance, facility maintenance, and the procurement of materials and equipment. Additionally, we have David Sigelski, partner and owner of Dynamics Growth Strategies, who has worked closely with Rachel and Jason in building a very successful second-generation business. Welcome to you all. Hi, Marcia. Thanks for having us. You're welcome. Well, I think the best way to start is to tell a bit about yourself and your company. So, Rachel, t- uh, tell the listeners a little bit about you. Well, Marcia, I'm a proud native Texan. Um, I grew up around the Dallas area most of my life, and I guess I would say I had a unique upbringing, um, really as a result of the family business. Um, I didn't quite realize it at the time, but as I've gotten older, I've come to realize that not everyone grew up working alongside their parents cleaning toilets. 
My parents founded the company in 1976 in McKinney, Texas, and the business landscape then was very different. So my brother Jason and I would accompany my parents to the job sites from the time we were old enough to literally carry a broom. Um, Prestige has now grown into one of the largest woman-owned and family-owned facility maintenance companies in the country. Well, thank you, Rachel. And I can identify because I also grew up in a family business and sat at my father's desk as he did as he worked with customers. So I, I understand where you're coming from. Now, Jason, tell a little bit about yourself. Thank you. And first, I wanted to thank you for hosting us, Marcia. It's great to be on. And David, it's nice to be um, in the same room with you and doing this together. Um, as Rachel mentioned, we grew up together, and I, I spent about half of my life in the Texas area and the other half in the, between Michigan and Illinois, and I currently live with my family in the southwest suburbs of Chicago, where Prestige Maintenance has a regional office, um, which is where I work out of. I think those experiences that Rachel mentioned as far as growing up in the business were really, I look at them as being priceless because as kids and then as as teenagers and young adults, we were able to um, get into those hardworking experiences of the business as the business grew. There were a lot of moments where it was like, roll up your sleeves and get the work done. And so when you look at that today and you take into consideration like today's business methodologies and the technology advancements and the Mm -hmm. things that we use, I I really feel that the combination of that roll up your sleeves, hard work, get it done, um, like nature of what our parents instilled in us through growing the business along with today's um, technologies and tools has really helped us. Um, And it's something that I use to focus on you know, growing the business with myself and the team that we have here at Prestige Maintenance. And again, it's great to be on. Thank you. Thank you. And David, just a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so we all share one thing in common. We all came from family-owned businesses. I did as well. My parents had a, a series of, or a, a grocery chain in the city of Houston. I'm also a native Texan like um, Rachel and Jason. Today, I'm a consultant that works with businesses, primarily in the small, medium-sized range businesses, family businesses, as they try to grow their business, set a strategy, and work through the transitions from one generation to another. I do some work also in other areas, such as nonprofits, Uh but whatever organization I'm working with, I try to look on the process issues they're working on, their productivity, and certainly the associated people uh, issues that come along with that. Well, great. And um, as as, uh, David said, we all share a similar background, except um, I'm one of those Yankees who came down to Texas a number of years ago. So my early years were up in the Northeast. Um, But let's move on. Um, You know, um, tell me a little more about the family business. When did it start? How did it start? And why did it start? Right. Well, Marcia, we're excited to be celebrating our 40th um, year in business this year. Um, our business started with very humble beginnings, like many successful businesses. Um, my parents were actually relocating from California to Florida, and they stopped in McKinney, Texas um, to visit friends. And they actually had an acquaintance that was in the janitorial industry, and he was looking to make a change and get out of the business. So he offered to sell the accounts to my parents. 
they thought it would be a great opportunity to put down their roots in Texas and to start something new. So they purchased the accounts, and that was the beginning of Prestige. Um, I think my parents seeing that as an opportunity for something really greater speaks to the strong entrepreneurial spirit that they both possess. And since my parents were also raising a young family, they felt like this business would give them the flexibility that they wanted at that time. Um, when they chose to name the business uh, Prestige Maintenance, they did so because they had a desire to bring a professionalism to an industry that really was not viewed mm-hmm. as a professional industry at that time. Right. So, um, uh, Jason, can you continue with that story? Sure, Marcia. One of the things that you know, this year, Rachel mentioned it earlier, we're celebrating our 40th year being in business. And with those roots of the company where they started in McKinney, Texas, I find it something to celebrate. And it's a blessing, really. We, we're currently, our corporate office is based in Plano, Texas. It's in Collin County. And my parents started the business 40 years ago in Collin County. So that's really, really special. In fact, I remember many of those um, contracts that in the early days of the company. And with it being in McKinney, there was a shopping center off of the um, exchange at 380 and Highway 75, and it was called the Westgate Shopping Center. So I sometimes say that the business was started at Westgate Shopping Center because after my mom and dad had gotten a a few contracts, they really uh, started to look at the shopping center and they started picking up contracts down the strip of the center. And and I think that you see that in our history as we've grown out of Collin County and and gone to a nationwide footprint servicing many Fortune 500 companies in the different segments that we service. Right. Uh, You know, another thing, Marcia, is that Mm -hmm. vision and determination uh, of our parents. It's still something that amazes me to this day. The fact that they named the company Prestige Maintenance USA 40 years ago, I've just Mm -hmm. always been amazed at that to think, you know, typically companies would maybe, they could have been like Al and Marie's Cleaning because they would have been in the yellow pages at the first, Mm -hmm. but they, they had this vision and it just is, their entrepreneurial spirit is just very uh, amazes us and it's been something that we've been able to work with with the many years that we've been here. Right, and I think that's a theme that is going to run through uh, this show is that entrepreneurial spirit of your parents and how that has been handed down to you. So, um, you know, moving along on that theme about, you know, what you've learned from parents, um, Rachel, um, what are some of the things that you learned from your parents and that you're still using today in running the company? Well, my parents always put an emphasis on putting our customers first and putting our employees first, Uh and I think that has really laid a great foundation for success. Um, We've tried to maintain a family-oriented culture, and as we've grown, that does get challenging, um, but we really don't approach every situation as black and white. Um, We try and take people's situations into account, and I think that is what makes us different. Um, We have a lot of employees that have been with the company 15-plus years, um, and retaining our employees is so important to us. Um, We operate our business um, with what we refer to as the three R's. It's respect, respond, and Mm. retain. And these are values that my parents founded the company on, and they really embedded that throughout the culture of our company. Um, In our last two employee surveys, One of the um, top reasons for working at Prestige was because of the feeling, uh, feeling like it's a family. And so that's something that's very rewarding for us to hear because the business has 
um, you know, we've been in business 40 years and we've grown substantially in those 40 years. And I think that's a really great point um, that many family businesses or, or even small businesses struggle with, which is that you start out with a small a group of people who are very dedicated, and then as you grow, how do you how do you keep those people? How do you retain them? How do you keep them committed? So um, I think we can learn a lot from from you and from uh, how your parents dealt with this, but. But Jason, what are some of the things now that you've learned um, and you're still using today from your uh, from your family? Many things were learned. Many things were learned from my parents and and all the hard work that they put into the company. One of the things, though, that seems to stand out significantly to me, Marcia, mm-hmm. is repeated repeatability. Uh, mm-hmm. Being able mm-hmm. to duplicate success is something that my parents always focused on. Um, how do we deliver the same level of service at not just at one customer, but at the various customers, and when we have customers that have the same sites, how do we do that over and over at every site? So it's always been a fundamental importance for Prestige to document procedures, Mm -hmm. training, um, to show the individuals at the company that are making that happen, making those things possible for us, how we go about delivering that same level of service at all the different job sites that we service. We have multiple segments that we service at Prestige where we service the retail segment, commercial, uh, logistics distribution centers, as well as transportation. We have a lot of core business, and we, we grew nationwide through the retail segment. So being able to do that from location to location is what it's really all about because they want their brand to be the same at every location that they have. And my, it reminds me of a story that my dad would tell. And when, we, when you look at doing it, um, when you look at maybe doing that at 500 locations, sometimes you think, wow, that's a large <laughs> Uh, count and that can be overwhelming. But when every individual takes care mm-hmm. of their part, maybe it's one manager in the field who has tw- 15 or 20 locations. And so when each individual focuses on their 15 to 20, then you're able to have that sustained success, sustained success across the portfolio. And that's what we really focus on. That's a big thing that stands out to me, Marcia. Well, you know, I think, again, some very interesting and worthwhile um, tips on how to run a very successful business. Now let's move along um, to, and we have just about four minutes to the break, so I'm wondering if we can, you know, um, Rachel, tell, come briefly, um, what moment uh, that our experience has shaped you where you are today, and then then Jason can come in with his example. Well, Marcia, for me, um, the moment that really shaped my professional career was when I decided to commit and pursue to the family pursue um, my career in the family business, mm-hmm. um, which was one of the best decisions that I could have made. Um, holding various positions throughout the company, um, really starting with the front lines and moving up to now leading the organization has given me, given me such valuable experience. Um, and it's really equipped me with the knowledge um, to better serve our employees and our customers. And again, another key point here, which is that if you're taking over, if you're a son or daughter or nephew or niece of the owner, to start at the bottom and move up. 
um, not only do you learn the business, but you get greater credibility with the employees. And Jason, what is uh, a moment or experience that shaped you and where you are today? My moment's somewhat similar to Rachel's, Marsha. Mom and dad never did make the business like they a force that we had to get involved in the business. So they allowed us to grow up around it, work in it, and get familiar with it. And so for many years, I was I kind of uh, say that I was working somewhat around it, and in, and, and in that sense, from the perimeter. Um, the, but that moment came in the 1990s. It was late 90s, and my the business was going through a challenging time frame. At that time, we had been uh, more of a subcontract uh, management company where we had various subcontractors that we were managing and we were transitioning to a self-perform model where we would have our managers and uh, prestige managers and employees of the company doing the work. And there were some uh, key managers within the company that decided to leave at that time and were, were not supportive to the change. In fact, they actually formed another company to compete directly against us. And at that time, it was like jump in. It was like jumping mm-hmm. into the pool head first, you know, and did I know how to swim? And really just everything that I could do in all those years of learning and the effort that I needed to try and help this company get through that. And I learned so much at that time, Marsha, and it's really helped me from an operational and customer and company building sense. That, that was truly the big moment for me. Again, um, great, great um, uh, story and great ideas about how to really move in as a second generation in, into the business. Um, David, um, we have about a minute or uh, so left. Um, what's the one thing you've learned over the years about family business? Uh, thanks, Marcia. Uh, I've had the pleasure uh, in the probably the last 13, 14 years working with Prestige and a few other family businesses here in the Dallas area. And what I learn is one of the things that impresses me the most of those that are successful is they have an ability to pass it from the first generation to the second generation and to truly let the second generation run it so mm-hmm. that, it's, that the second generation is not the new pair of hands, that the, the second generation really runs it based upon their experience, and I think you mentioned it earlier, and they both have given examples, they, these folks started out in their parents' business cleaning toilets and, and, right. and, right. and sweeping floors. So, so really and truly the parents take the time to train them and then turn it over and truly have the ability to separate yet still mentor and coach from behind the scenes and making sure that they're still successful. And, and in any business I've ever worked in that is family-owned, those that have done that successfully will survive and will thrive, such as prestigious these days. Okay, well, on that note, it's time for a short break. I'm Marcia Seidel, the Smart Moves Coach, and you're listening to the Business Edge on Voice America's Business Channel. Stay tuned. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. 
Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you give us a call. Call us at 1-800-411-6401 or visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's 1-800-411-6401 or S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G.com. Have you ever heard of someone who felt stuck in a challenging situation, feeling sideswiped by an event that took their success path off course? Glenn Ramsey, the entrepreneur blind spot coach, will help you to identify the unnoticeable reasons why you've derailed and get back on track with your KPI goals. Get realigned with success and connect with Glenn, the blind spot coach, at Glenn at InspireNexus.com to schedule your free discovery coaching session today. That's Glenn, G-L-E-N, at InspireNexus.com. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. You're tuned in to The Business Edge with Marsha Idol. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back to The Business Edge. I'm Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves Coach, helping entrepreneurial ventures and small to medium-sized companies build the leadership and talent to grow great businesses that matter, those that do good and do well. My guests today are Rachel Sanchez and her brother, Jason DeVerno, owners of Prestige Maintenance, and David Sigelski, owner of Dynamic Road Strategies, talking about second-generation family businesses, lessons learned and still being learned. Uh, During the first segment, uh, both Rachel and Jason talked about the uh, start of uh, Prestige Maintenance. Um, and their involvement as even young children and, and how they grew up in the business and especially what they learned about uh, uh, growing and, and leading a business from their parents. So we're going to continue on that theme of what do you need to know and how do you grow a, a business. So, um, so in today's business climate, I know everyone says it and feels it. Change is a way of life because of so many factors. Uh, um, Customers, industries, uh, technology, everything is changing so fast. So my question is, how do you stay innovative as a company? And how do you stay on the leading edge of your industries? And maybe to give some examples of how prestige maintenance embraces change. So Rachel, why don't you start? Well, Marcia, I think it's really important to stay closely connected to our industry and the, and the resources that we have within the industry. Um, Prestige is a member of three important industry organizations. Um, that's International Sanitary Supply Association, um, the Professional Retail Store Maintenance Association, 
and International Facility Maintenance Association. And these organizations really do help us to stay abreast of the latest innovation um, that's happening within the industry, whether that be through trade shows, workshops, um, webinars, or networking events. Um, because Prestige provides our services in thousands of locations across the country, technology to manage the delivery of our services is very critical to what we do. Um, we utilize a CMMS platform called Clean Intelligence, and Clean Intelligence supports uh, work order processing as well as our quality inspections um, that we perform at our job sites. And it helps us to um, follow up on any issues that are identified at the thousands of locations that we service. Um, the system has the ability to integrate with our customers' existing work order system um, so that it redirects any of that to our um, responsible field managers. Um, we can also provide access to the system to um, our clients, and we've been able to develop custom questions and surveys and reporting that really gives us visibility to see trending in areas where we need to improve. Um, another innovative solution is our online recruiting and onboarding mm -hmm. system that we launched last year, and it's really something that's seldom used in our industry. Uh, this new system has enhanced our current hiring, training, and onboarding process for our new employees as well as those that transfer positions within our company. And then one of our latest and most exciting innovations is a result of our executive team identifying and implementing a new operational tool with the sole goal of ensuring customer retention leading towards financial and business growth for the company. Um, through a structured strategic planning retreat um, that we actually had David facilitate uh -huh. for us um, in Q4 of last year, um, we really challenged our team to identify and implement meaningful change. And as a result, changes were made in our reporting and labor management. And we were able to show both a financial and operational impact positively. Um, and that happened immediately once we implemented this new tool. Well, that is a great overview of how you are staying cutting edge in an industry that is not cutting edge. Who would think of all these um, innovative ways of, of growing and running a business in what might be considered, you know, an older industry, maintenance? Um, and, you know, what it reminds me of is when I speak on uh, business growth and leadership growth, I say that what a company needs to do, especially a, a startup, is to move from seat of the pants to what is called feet on the ground, where they really have the systems and the processes and the procedures in place. And I think you've, you've, you've really demonstrated that. So, Jason... Um, what are some examples um, that you can give us of, of how the company is staying innovative and how you are at the leading edge of your industry? Sure. You know, being, celebrating that 40th year of being in business and, and sharing that story of how our mom and dad, we started as a mom, mom and pop company, essentially, uh, there has been numerous change. The industry's changed significantly. Uh, we as an organization have changed. Um, one of the things that, that comes to mind is being able to work for Fortune 500 companies. 
uh, we have to have the scale. Uh, years ago, most of the contracts were awarded uh, site by site or sometimes in a small geographic area. And now contracts are awarded on more of a national basis. So you have to be able to service hundreds of locations across those various yeah. states. And it, another thing would be most of our clients today um, utilize day cleaning programs, and they're doing this in, in, or, in an effort to reduce their cost, uh, both from the program efficiency for, for what we bring from a facility mm-hmm. maintenance or janitorial perspective, as well as reducing their energy costs to operate the building. Um, I think the industry in itself has become what you know, my mom and dad wanted to bring professionalism to the industry, and when you look at it today, it has become a much more professional industry. In fact, universities now are offering programs specific to facility maintenance, and I think that speaks volumes to uh, wh- where this industry ha- has come from. I think in managing uh, the change, one of the biggest reasons I think that we continue to innovate and retain our existing customers as well as grow with new customers is really our people. Uh, Rachel and I, we have a very dynamic supporting team of of executives who are working hard every single day to foster that continuous improvement that's needed. We have our, you know, office support teams as well as everyone who's working out in the field that um, allow us to continue to um, be in that next place, or as we make change, they're able to take on those those new initiatives. As those programs come out that Rachel mentioned, they embrace them and, and really help us move forward so that so that we're moving with the change. A small example of this, and Rachel mentioned one, would be a, a recent improvement that we made in our customer excellence department, which is uh, the group that handles a lot of the customer reporting um, and metrics and, and manages mm-hmm. all of the data and how we're doing as we look at the service level um, performance in these contracts. And um, we have, the way we run our business is there's a lot of job schedules and a lot of people that um, have to arrive at these job sites based upon a schedule. And we use an IVR timekeeping system <laughs> that, uh, that tracks when someone shows up. And, right. it know, you know, if, you, if we don't arrive within the shift schedule start time, there's these alerts that get sent out. And we had always had that in place. But what we did is we wanted to add a human element, get back to the roots of what mm-hmm. we did and, and add a personal element to that. So now we've, we've added staff to that customer excellence department and they're seeing these alerts when they come in and they're picking up the phone and they're calling the manager that's responsible mm-hmm. for that, that job site and, and then a work order has already been generated and they're having conversations to try and get to the root cause of what's taking place so that they can then inform the customer. It looks like our, our staff has, uh, is going to arrive late but they're going to be there at this time or here's what we're doing. We're going to Make sure that you have service, and, and this is when it's going to happen. And so that's something that, you know, really goes back to a lot of what we were talking about as far as our, the focus that we put on customers. And it's an improvement because it wasn't just letting the technology. You have to add that personal element uh, to right. get back to really being successful with those tools. Right, and and I think you uh, described uh, very well um, the phrase high-tech, high-touch, you have a high-tech system in there, but you also brought in the high-touch, that personal element that is so, so important. Um, so let's move on because, um, you, again, of your experience, uh, what advice can you give business leaders facing change? Um, and what have you done to maintain service levels in the midst of all this change? Rachel? Yeah, I, I think the uh, mo- for, for me, Marsha, I think the yeah. most important thing is to – really strive never to be surprised with the change. 
uh, we have a lot of contracts that they, we have these service level agreements and these, uh, one of the acronyms that's used is KPIs, key performance indicators. So what we talk about is at Prestige's KPIs, but what are the predictive indicators? Doing everything that we can to predict the future so that we can keep the business aligned to the upcoming changes before we're, you know, set back and surprised by the change. That's what we really focus on, and we're, we're trying to always be able to be in a position where we're bringing the change and the solutions to our customers rather than being surprised by the change. I think an, an example of that, too, is our work with David Sigelski. Um, he's... Uh, he, he helps with, along with working with me and Rachel, David provides feedback and coaching with our entire executive team. Mm-hmm. Um, it, he helped us a couple of years ago implement this year was our third, or last year was our third employee survey where we went mm-hmm. um, across the, uh, all the employee base of the organization so we could have the voice of our employees as well as um, he, we implemented a voice of customer surveys, and that's been, along with the coaching, and, the, and it's been very helpful for, for our company. Well, and you know, I, I think... think the other- uh, can we move on because of time, and maybe we can come back to that? Is that okay, Jason? Um, I, you know, I think what you were, what the gist of what you're saying is uh, be much more proactive than reactive. So, uh, Rachel, would you like to uh, tell a little bit about what advice you can give for business leaders facing change? Well, um, Marsha, I think that just the fact of accepting the change is really important. Um, it's just part of business today. Um, I think it's important to have trusted advisors. Um, Jason kind of hit on that um, with our work with David Sigelski. Um, for us, partnering with folks in the legal, financial, and strategy has helped us to manage through changes that we've had to occur you know, throughout our years in business. And then secondly, I think it's very important to build the right team internally, um, those that you can trust and help manage through change within the organization. Um, I think us as owners have a very strong voice throughout the company, um, Mm -hmm. but it's critical to have leaders in the organization that can reinforce the same passion for commitment to our clients and employees. Um, I think that really helps to support change company-wide. Right. So you're talking about that culture part of, of the company. And I, I, I you know, I, if I visited you and I, I got a sense of, you know, what it, uh, the culture and how friendly it is and how people oriented you are. Um, so um, I would like uh, David to um, come in here. And uh, from your experience, any advice to add, especially since you work in a variety of industries and clients? Well, you know, for me, I think it comes back to something that was said behind what both Rachel and Jason were saying, which Mm -hmm. is, it's something their parents did 40 years ago. And they talked about, and I remember, when I first met Alex and Marie, they both said, our job, our our vision is to make the industry more professional. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And now you fast forward to what what I think it was Rachel was talking about, there are universities that are now putting together degree programs for this. Mm-hmm. Then, you taught, then they gave examples, and I've seen it here and had the privilege of working with them, of putting in technology in an industry that really scratched their head. They said, why are you putting technology in that industry? 
And it goes back to what I see in leaders, and it really doesn't matter the industry, but Prestige is an excellent example. Of they were clear from the day one what their vision was, and they have continued to work through that. And one of the things that their parents did, and I suspect they're listening in today, is they made sure that vision got translated to their children, and uh-huh. it also is translated to everyone that's on the executive team. And one of the things that Rachel and Jason are doing quite well as executives, if I can embarrass them for a moment, is they're doing a really good job of, of, of translating that, that to their executive team. And Rachel, I think, alluded to earlier the, the, the workout that we did in, in October, the retreat, which was to help the executives to say, pick a, pick a problem and find a real solution and that you can really implement quickly that will make real change. And, and creating that culture really has helped them change many aspects of their business, not just in the last few months, but in really over 40 years. And that's the kind of things that I see whatever industry I work with, including nonprofits, I work at some of those. <laughs> as long as you're clear on what your really vision is um, and, and what you really are trying to do and the difference you're trying to make and translate that to everyone else, you will be successful. Right. And um, I think, again, that comes very loud and clear. We have about a minute left. Um, uh, anything else, David, that you would like to add to this from your experience? You know, what, if I can give one example of mm-hmm. it and, and about particularly with Prestige, for example, and, and that was when we were looking at, and Rachel talked about the example of the onboarding program. When, when we first saw that, Four years ago, in the employee focus groups, which really were a precursor to the survey that Jason referenced, one of the things that everyone was saying, whether they were in the field or here in the office, was we're not doing a good job of hiring and training people. So what we said is let's look at that from a bigger picture. How do we, going back to what I was just saying, how do we make it more professional? And in an industry that perhaps doesn't take it professionally, Fast forward to today where they do have now a system. They do now have an online system. They have the ability to do some, some, some screening of candidates, to have some way to track all the documentation. You know, one of the things, they, they're not going to boast about themselves, but I'll boast about them. They, they routinely um, will be uh, audited by their own customers about how are your processes. And they pass mm-hmm. those audits from very large companies continually because they have the processes behind it back up what they're able to deliver in the stores. And they right. routinely pass us with, with flying colors. At that note, we are going <clears> to, <throat> it's time for a short break. I'm Marcia Zidal, the Smart Moves Coach, and you're listening to the Business Edge on Voice America Business Channel. Stay tuned. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you give us a call. Call us at 1-800-411-6401 or visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's 1-800-411-6401 or S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G.com. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. 
Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. tuned into the business edge with marcia's idol to reach marcia or her guests on today's show please call 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 you can also send us an email to marcia at smartmovescoach.com now back to the business edge welcome back to the business edge uh, I'm Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves Coach, helping entrepreneurial ventures and small to medium-sized companies uh, build the leadership and talent to grow great businesses, businesses that matter, those that do good and do well. My guests today are Rachel Sanchez and her brother, Jason DeVerno, owners of Prestige Maintenance, and David Sigelski, owner of Dynamic Growth Strategies, talking about second-generation family businesses. And we're going to be moving on to those lessons learned but first I would like to uh, tell you about next uh, week's program uh, to bring more magic to your leadership and your business the program is what matters in being entrepreneurial your aspirations behaviors and self-confidence in November 2009 Goldman Sachs launched the 10,000 small business initiatives a 500 million five-year commitment aimed at boasting and boosting job growth in the United States. The initiative was modeled on 10,000 Women, a Goldman Sachs global initiative that was started in, um, in helping women business owners around the world to create value. Both programs target entrepreneurial owners of small companies that were poised for growth and would benefit from market-based business education and also access to capital. So my guest is Patricia Green, who serves as the academic director of both these programs. She loves to talk about entrepreneurship, sharing her soapbox on changing the ways the world does business. Tune in on Friday, March 25th at noon Pacific and 3 Eastern. So that is going to be a great program. Now to get back to our program today with Rachel and Jason and David, um, Earlier on, you gave some good advice about managing change. What other lessons have you learned about your company? And in particular, how do you set yourself apart from your competitors? I think Jason is going to answer that first. Sure, Marcia. I'll start a little bit with the, the change. I think that being in business, it's a, it's a continuous learning process. And for me, I think it's been the greatest education. Um, Earlier, we were talking about the change in the industry and how it's been significant. Along with the changes that I touched on, 
one of those changes that we had to learn from included lengthier payment terms from our customers. And for, for many years, we had operated our business with more of a focus on delivering the same level of a service while remaining competitive. However, we used to compete against other companies that had a similar ownership structure to what we had here at Prestige. But in a matter of just a, a, a handful of years, it changed. And now we found ourselves that we were competing against large PE-owned companies who have financial positioning that is, is quite different or it was, was quite different than, than what we had at the time. So getting the right financial talent on board at Prestige to be ahead of that was a key learning lesson um, for us. Now, as far as like how that then differentiates us, I say, you know, even though we're competing in a marketplace today that's um, more control, like has a large PE-owned presence of companies, mm-hmm. we believe the fact that we're family-owned and operated gives us a, a unique and competitive advantage because we're able to respond to our clients first and foremost. Those needs that they have are most important, and we make our decisions based upon them for the long term um, and, and for our business and not just making decisions based upon uh, the next sale of the company or mm-hmm. the quarter-to-quarter shareholder uh, results. We take a long-term approach instead of just focusing on, you know, you know, the next big change that's going to occur. And, and I know that that's been very helpful. Another um, item that it distinguishes us and touches kind of on upon, you know, those fundamental, what our parents started the business from, from a quality standpoint, uh-huh. is that we're a SIMS Green Building Certified Organization. We first received our certification in the year 2012. And then just last year, we uh, were also, uh, we received a recertification um, because you have to do that every every two plus years in order to maintain it. And what it is, is that Rachel touched on one of the organizations, the International Sanitary Supply Association, ISSA, that we're a part of. And so SIMS is, it's very similar to um, an ISO, which mo- more individuals are familiar, but instead of it it being um, ISO-based, it's basically developed specifically for cleaning industries, companies, uh, and it's for the cleaning uh, industry. Uh-huh. Of the 500,000-plus companies that make up this large industry, less than 1% actually go through the process of having the certification uh-huh. in place. And so we believe that that's something that it coincides with what our parents built this company off of and that repeatability that I touched on earlier with training, hiring the right talent and training so that we can deliver. And it, and it just shows that we're committed to that for um, continuing that professionalism forward in the industry and, and being the right fit for our customers. Well, th- th- you know, that was, um, there are so many things that you've done. Um, what about you, Rachel? Um, what, um, what advice would you give about, uh, um, you know, managing change and what lessons have you learned? Well, I think it's really important to have those differentiators and to know what those are. Um, and Jason touched on some of those. Um, but for us, uh, in addition to that, you know, diversity and community stewardship is also something that's really um, important to us at Prestige. Um, we do business in so many communities across the country, and we say we don't want to just do business in those communities. We really want to improve those. And so one of the ways that we do that is through our supplier diversity program. Um, that program allows us to work with outstanding suppliers, um, and it really makes us a stronger company with a solid supply 
supply chain. And it gives us the ability to partner with other women-owned businesses and minority-owned businesses and veteran-owned companies as well. Um, because we're in the service industry, we always say we're in the people business. And so we really do put an emphasis on our company culture um, so that our employees are engaged and committed. Um, they're the heartbeat of our company, and they really differentiate us. Um, some of the programs that we have for our employees include our spot bonus program. Um, we have social events, flex time. Um, we formed an employee involvement uh-huh. committee, um, and we have community involvement programs that allow our employees to give back to the community on company time. Um, realizing really how important the retention is, we also recognize our employees for their years of service. And so I believe our commitment to our employees and our company culture is something that really sets us apart from our competitors. And I truly uh, see that from all the things that you do. Um, I'm going to shift the question uh, to something a little more personal. And um, what is it? Uh, what is something about your company that excites you? Um, so, Rachel, what is that? Well, Marcia, this year I'm really excited about it being our 40th year in business. Mm-hmm. Um, last year we were very focused on enhancing our talent and positioning the company for significant growth in 2016. And so we brought on some new individuals into the organization um, with fresh perspectives, and that was really exciting, Um, which also makes me think of something else um, that makes me excited about the company, and that's seeing the individuals that are not new with the company, rather those that have really made their career at Prestige and have grown up in the company just like I have myself. Right. Um, And uh, Jason, uh, what excites you about being in this company? Well, Rachel touched on it earlier, and it's not uncommon for us, the entire group here at Prestige, um, to talk about while we're in the business of providing facility maintenance or janitorial, really, it's the people business that we're in because everything that we do is so reliant upon so many people to deliver that um, duplicated success and that repeatability that I touched on earlier. And, you know, the thing that I really enjoy is when we have individuals that have been able to um, grow with the company. We have some individuals that have been with the company over 20 years, and Mm -hmm. and to see them be able to grow and continue to contribute and make Mm -hmm. prestige a stronger company is very rewarding for me. One of the things on the customer side that I enjoy the most and it excites me is when we're able to bring additional benefits to our customers. So we may um, get contracted to provide janitorial service, but we get to work with them and look at their program and look at how uh, their their budgeted spend for facilities is and sometimes you know stretch the program from janitorial to provide other services mm-hmm. that align with helping them reduce their overall cost. And, An example of this would be with um, one of our retail clients. Uh, We we had, um, for many years, only provided janitorial services Mm -hmm. on the interior of the building. And they have um, companies that come through and do the parking lot sweeping. And we were able to look at the program, and they continued to have the sweeping companies come through, but they were able to look at the model and create some reductions and how often they had to come because we were able to, since we're inside the building, we were able to go outside the building 
certain days of the week that allowed them to reduce the amount of times that they needed uh, the sweeping company to come through. So when we're able to like stretch the program <laughs> and come up with creative ways, and it, it actually helps our customers, but it helps us become a better company. Those are the things that I really get excited about. And I could hear it in your voice, uh, it's, uh, and I know this is really important to you. Um, moving on to uh, David, uh, what advice would you give to consultants, whether the legal, financial, or uh, strategy in working with uh, family and small businesses? And can you do it in about a minute or two? I will do my best. Okay. Uh, but I'm going to build on what, what, what Rachel and Jason have just said. And, it, and one of the things that, that I think any consultant who wants to work in this uh, in a small business, family-owned business, is you have to tap into their excitement. And, mm-hmm. and one of the things that I have always been able to do for the many years I've worked with them is understand what, what gets them excited. And that means that as a consultant working in them, and it doesn't matter if you're like what I do in strategy and, and, and coaching or if you're in the legal, is that you have to not offer. You can't offer off-the-shelf <laughs> services to them. <laughs> it doesn't work. Uh, and it doesn't work for them. Small and family-owned businesses need to be have tailored solutions. Certainly, there are elements you can use. And I have clients in the Fortune 50, right. but I have to tailor those. And so that's one thing you have to be able to do is tap into that excitement and then understand what makes them unique. And one of the things that does make them unique is that you will see excitement here. I spent 17 years in a, in a large company, and excitement didn't really always exist there because right. it's too large. It's not a family. And you right. will get that here. And so as a consultant, you have to be willing to tap into that and, and customize. And right, and now we're going to go to, I want to thank both all three of you for this really um, um, informative and exciting uh, show. And so if people want to contact you, first I'm going to, um, um, t- uh, Rachel, can you you know tell them a little bit just briefly about your business and how to contact you? And then we'll go to David. Sure, Marsha. Well, Prestige is a national janitorial and facility maintenance company that ensures our clients are represented immaculately to their customers, employees, Mm -hmm. and tenants, and we're able to deliver reliable and comprehensive cleaning services through our network of nearly 3,000 Prestige Mm -hmm. employees, supported by a principled corporate culture and sustained Mm -hmm. by holding ourselves accountable. Our brand and the brand of our clients are supported by the excellence of our employees, apparent to anyone setting foot in the facilities that we service. Our nimbleness enables us to deliver a greater depth of service and responsiveness, as well as a large pool of talent without the complications often associated with larger companies. Our trained employee base, history, and national footprint mean that we have the resources to serve clients of all sizes from national multi-site retail chains to smaller independently owned businesses. And As Rachel, facility, Rachel, yes, uh, I yes. really hate to interrupt, but we're really, uh, um, time is essence here. So how can they contact you? And then you can, you know, they can contact you and find out more about uh, Prestige Maintenance. Well, they can contact us by visiting our website at prestigeusa.net or calling us at 800-321-4773. And we'd love to help anyone create an outstanding environment for their employees and customers. And David, uh, how can they contact you? The best way to contact me, Marcia, is really through my website, Dynamic Growth Strategies. That's three words, smash together, dot com. And from there is all of my contact information, phone numbers. I can get to my blog from there. 
that's probably the best way to, to contact me because what I really try to specialize, kind of back to my last um, point, is really the customized solutions that, that, that my clients are looking for. Great. Well, I want to thank all of you again and uh, thank the listeners um, for listening to The Business Edge with Marsha Zeidel, the Smart Moose coach and speaker, helping entrepreneurial ventures and small to medium-sized companies build the leadership and talent to move from innovative startup to productive scale-up to profitable enterprise. Remember, to be successful, you must get outside your comfort zone. That's where the magic happens. Thank you. You've been listening to The Business Edge with Marsha Zeidel, the Smart Moves Coach. Join us again next Friday, noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Make the leap from a stressful to a successful business. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 